0: This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your co-hosts here on the Grind Season podcast and Odyssey podcast, Uh, also co-host of the Jason John Midday Radio Show here in Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter uh, and on Instagram at jasonsmith929. The guy next to me is Anthony Sane. He is the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, man who's covered the Grizz for the last 10 seasons. If you're a fan of the Grizzlies, you need to be following him. You can do so on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Uh, Brother, say how we feeling coming in today,
1: man. I, I got some mixed emotions, man. Uh, I'm literally fresh off of watching uh, Jaws' press conference, um, his, int- his reintroductory, reintroductory press conference to the media to the city since his return. And uh, I don't know, I haven't looked at the rundown. I hope I just hope that's not the first thing we're talking about, but if so, I'll be ready for it for sure. No, I, I
0: saw that you uh, saw that you tweeted something right before we started here about coming off that press about the some of the questions being asked I'm highly interested to ask you about some of the questions asked to him and sort of a, uh, I can feel that energy coming from that side of the, uh, from that side of the podcast. So I'll be excited to get into that with you. Uh, first things first, you can hear grind season, of course, twice per week on the free Odyssey app. This'll be our first of this week, Grisgo Monday, Wednesday, Friday, obviously this week, this is Tuesday. So we'll have another one for you on uh Thursday after they take on Houston mm-hmm. for the first time. Of course, uh, you can find our uh, podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, including on Spotify. gets there pretty quickly. Just search for Grind Season with a S Z N on Grind Season. On this edition, uh, yes, the aforementioned John Morant, uh, after an eight-game suspension, he's back with the team, could be back on the court as soon as tomorrow, hopefully against Houston, uh, looks like. In the meantime, mm-hmm. Grizzlies have gotten hot without him, have won six of seven. Uh, after uh win over Dallas last night. Uh, Grizz will be back, and actually, like we said on Wednesday, uh, when I asked saying how much better are we feeling? You know, the Grizzlies have won six of seven here. How much better are we feeling about, you know, this team's chances in terms of this season, what it could do in the postseason, now that you've got it playing well and with John Morant soon to be back on the court? You know, may- maybe things haven't changed. But I-, I-, I have to say they have, because I think you'd say two weeks ago when we didn't know when Jaw was getting back, when he learned the news about Stephen Adams being gone, possibly the rest of the regular season, frankly, didn't know how the rest of the regular season was going to finish out. Uh, now you seem to be in a little bit more stable place. We'll get an idea of what we think is possible. And then, as saying too, what we've been most encouraged by during this, you know, stretch of successful play, having won six of seven, Santi Aldama's been good. Jaron Jackson, we're seeing the most Woo. consistently good offensive. Man. Uh, stretch from Jaron Jackson that we've seen for his entire career, uh, four straight games over 25. So, a lot to discuss uh, from the Grizzlies' current run, six of seven, like we said. We are going to get into Job ja Morant because, as saying said, he spoke for the first time publicly since returning to the team on Monday. Obviously, sat out uh, that game, which we figured was going to happen, and uh, is eligible to return for one of these two Houston games. But Taylor Jenkins said there's a chance he could come off the bench. Uh, some of the questions today asked of John ja Moran, I think rubbed my friend here Ooh, a little man, Like we said, we're, neck, we're gonna give him a segment because it just it just essentially happened uh, within the last couple of hours. So we're gonna give segment a saying a segment to cool down as we sort of look at what we've liked about the doing. And then segment two, we'll talk about some of those questions to Ja and then you know what we're expecting of John ja Moran. Dylan Brooks has said he expects a more consistent, different jaw out there for these last you know, 10, 11 games of the regular season. What are we ex- sort of expecting from Ja, who did, by the way, apparently in a team meeting on Monday in which he apologized, offered uh, to come off the bench. Taylor Jenkins has said maybe he might the first couple of games. We'll see. He, he, is that even necessary? Man, What's something we'll get into. And then finally, last segment, who brought the seasoning? We've got a lot to pick from. Uh, three straight wins for the Grizzlies since we last spoke at San Antonio. Came back from 29 down. Franchise record. Uh, then you beat the Warriors handily, especially with a strong fourth quarter uh, in which Dylan Brooks was outstanding in that game. And then, of course, you get the win over Dallas on Monday. So a lot to choose from in terms of who brought the season. So that's the setup. That's today's show. But saying we'll we'll start here, like we said, three straight wins for the Grizz, mm-hmm. six of seven. Uh, you've gone six and three without John Morant. It's good we're not going to have to keep up with that record uh, Sands. Ja Morant here much longer, but six and three with them, and you got to think about it. It's ten and eight on the season. Last year, I think they were twenty and five without Ja, but they started four of seven. You're six and one without him since. So this team is, you know, you you could say, you know, you faced Dallas three times the last ten games. Some of the competition, the Spurs. You could sit up here and say, well, they haven't played anybody, but clearly they found a nice little formula without Ja during this stretch. Last night, Jaren Jackson, twenty eight points, including a. Big layup there with 17 seconds left. So before we get to Ja saying his return, a lot to break down there, just what's stood out to you most about this stretch here? Again, six of seven, uh, Jaron playing well, Santi last night, uh, Bane, you know, has been there for the most part pretty consistently. What's encouraged you the most about uh, where the Grizzlies are at right now, having taken back sole position of second place from Sacramento?
1: um just their resistance to lose to give up to allow the outside distractions allow the some of the the bad play um you know this has been a heck of a week man these guys have had a crazy run over the last few games some super fun games we've witnessed um since the last time we talked you started off with the game against the spurs you were down by 29 points i'm sitting here watching that game multitasking at night while the Tigers were playing, University of Memphis was playing a, a NCAA tournament game. I'm going back and forth. And I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be an ugly night for the city. But to see the Grizzlies come back from that 29 point victory, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Yep. And uh, and pulling that game out. Um, I'm ready to say that was a totally momentum swinging game where that, that type of game can swing a season. And I think that that game to see that team rally together, Tyus Jones had some things to say that they had a tough conversation uh, in the locker room, at halftime, I would have loved to be in the locker room to hear what that conversation was. Uh, that he said, guys, you know, said some things need to be said, but whatever it was, I think it sparked something for the season because you've seen guys play totally different since then. Uh, you've seen Dylan really hone in and play some great basketball on both sides of the ball. You've seen Ty has been a very, very good leader with the ball. Yeah. You've seen Jaron Jackson turn into a monster of a man offensively where he's playing like he's got a point to prove. He, he's playing like a guy who. When you start off the season and you say, hey, I want to be an all-star this year. That's how Jaron Jackson's playing with the all-star bid already under the tuck. He's playing like a man on a mission to do something. And uh, we definitely have seen him do that for sure. That big win against the Spurs, like I said, I think kicked off uh, a lot of momentum. Then you come and you get the boogeyman, uh, 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 the monster in the closet, you know, the the the, the bully uh, on the schoolyard, the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA champions. You beat them handily at home pretty much in an embarrassing fact uh, uh Fashion beating them the entire game. You get Dallas last night down by I think as many as sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were down by. You were down in the fourth quarter against this team, and you made a tremendous run, chipping away, chipping away. Like I said, bully balling this team. Jaron Jackson Jr. coming in and scoring the bucket to put the game away. After having five fouls coming in with those five fouls and just being a leader, Um, just to see this team continue to do that, and now you get two games at home against probably the worst team in the NBA. You get John Moran back. So it's going to be a party or dare I say a parade in my city tomorrow (laughs) Uh, with with John Moran hits the court. It's just, it's just great times right now, man. Did you feel like before they go out next Sunday against uh, the Hawks on the road, if you can get these two games under your belt, there'll be eight of your last nine games. You've won one, two, three, four, five, five Mm -hmm. straight wins. I think that uh, good things are here to come and I'm glad to see how this team has rallied around each other. Without Job, without Steven Adams, and without Brandon Clark.
0: Saying, so, you know, the regular season can be a grind, and we are getting down. You're past the point of the dog days where we're mm-hmm. what, 11 games left. I mean, it's mm-hmm. go time here now, dress rehearsal time. But did it feel like to you that with where this franchise was, if we're going back to winning the six or seven, you know, that stretch started with the first win over Golden State that you handled. You get them two out of the, you know, two, two out of these six have been against Golden State. Were those wins important? whether symbolically whatever else, with where they had had you. You know, Draymond does the podcast, says we beat you, what, six out of the last eight times. Like, we, yeah. you know, we've had your number. I just yeah. – I, I wonder if if the two wins over them – because the wins over Dallas, I mean, all of them without Luka, you know, two, two, two of the three without Kyrie too. I have a hard time putting a ton of stock in them, although I'm with you. The fortitude they showed in rallying both times, doing it against the Spurs, you like. But with the Golden State Warriors, with those games, what was that felt important? That felt whether whether it was just sending a statement to Golden State themselves that look, y'all don't have our numbers like you think we do, or or for their own confidence, saying that you know after where they had been with Golden State and having their number, those yeah. those two in particular felt maybe more important than right. the others. Am I putting too much stock in them,
1: or would no, you? Buy them? No, no, because I totally agree with you. Um, that Warriors team. Beating that team because there are a lot of teams like you can look at Dallas and say, hey, they didn't have Luke or they didn't have Kyrie, even though it's a whole nother discussion on how good that team actually is with both of those guys because they've got a losing record. Right. Both of those guys are playing. That together. Right. Um, that's a whole nother discussion. But um that Golden State Warriors team, that's the team that's probably going to the playoffs. You know, that's it. That's that's pretty much all they, who they are who they are. They had a stretch where they didn't have Steph Curry, Steph's been back for a while now. They're still not a good team. I, th- I think they're borderline below 500, if not below 500. Um, you may get Wiggins back from the playoffs. We don't really know what's going on around that uh, situation outside of speculation, but um, that's pretty much – that's the Warriors team you're going to see in the playoffs, and, and that's who they are. And we, we're we beating those guys shorthanded without John, ja, without Steven Adams. You might not get Stephen Adams back, but you know you'll have John ja Morant back. And uh, just to beat that that boogeyman, there are moments where Jaron Jackson Jr. looked dominant against – Draymond Green, there were moments where Dylan Brooks was more than uh, looking more than capable of shutting down Steph Curry. I mean, he was playing very he well. Am, he
0: did. Dylan Brooks yeah. shined in those two matches. Yeah,
1: Clay Thompson wasn't things. really giving you anything. That's who the Warriors are, man. And they can throw up their one, two, three, four rings, all those type of things. But we may be the team to end that streak and end your season. Uh it comes down to the comes down to the playoffs in a two-seven or three-six matchup. So I think. Getting being that team, the team that you know you may be playing in the first round, and handling them the way that you have, and dealing with those mental demons like you said with this team that you know has had an edge on you, especially the Jaron Draymond stuff and the, and the Dylan, Clay Thompson, all those type of, all those type of things. That that I think that's a really big deal to come out there and beat that team the way that you did.
0: What what again? You know, and we've done this. You know, whether it's weighing in every couple of weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. But just in terms of now that they've found some stability without Steven Adams, because we still don't know on him in mm-hmm. terms of for playoffs and everything else, have, have your expectations at all changed? Are they the same? Are you more disappointed now because they found some stability? Jaws coming back, if they did go out in a first-round series, then you, then you necessarily would have been. Has anything changed about what you expect from this team in terms of your postseason expectations mm-hmm. for, for this Grizzlies team?
1: Looking at the rest of the West, my expectations have increased. Um, of course, I think it depends on the matchup. I'm a little w- more worried about Dallas than I would be going to state. I know that sounds crazy. You're talking about the defending champions. Um, I just think we just don't know what Dallas is. We just haven't seen whatever they're going to be going into the playoffs. It's true. We don't, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't really we don't. know. E- even with them being two and four with, with, with Kyrie and Luka, they really haven't had many games together. So they may turn into a total different team in the playoffs. I don't trust their defense at all. I think they're right. super fraudulent, right. they're bigs. I don't. Christian Wood is he's not. He'll fall apart in the, in the playoffs. He was he really got into the skin last night. He's not built for anything real, like and for the playoffs. I don't. I don't think so. Um, but I. But I do think that with the West being all over the place like it is, a fully healthy, ready to go Grizzlies team with an engaged John Morant. You'd assume from some of the comments we heard from Dylan Brooks, Dylan playing lockdown defense, being more efficient. Offensive, like we've seen in the last few games, Jaron Jackson Jr. being a monster, Monster. Desmond Bain showing himself to be capable of being another number two scorer that could put the ball on the the ground, hit a mid range shot. And if you can get that three pointer dropping, you know what you're going to get from him. And if you get Stephen Adams back, there's nothing stopping this team from from making a very deep run in the West and possibly going to the final. So I'm not going to say I expect that, but my, my, enthusiasm or my uh, likelihood or of, of those type of things happening feel a lot better than they felt uh uh, uh even a couple weeks ago especially with the emergence of two guys on this team real well, three guys that we you know santi aldama who's been incredible as a backup big we saw the Jaren santi lineup yesterday a lot down the stretch and it was freaking phenomenal they yep. look like uh, uh Powell and kevin garnett on the same team Back in the early 2000s. Hold on now. Yeah. Hold
0: on. <laughs> but, I didn't know, was it twenty two and fourteen from Santi though? Yeah, Mac. Darren,
1: Darren had had twenty eight and six or something like that. In, so
0: in twenty three minutes because yeah, of the foul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like I'm really not that far. They look like KG and Powell looked when they were young, but um, you you saw you got Santi doing his thing. He's rolling, and the play of Luke Kennard, who has been looked very good with the ball in his hands, being kind of a, a, a tertiary. Um, I think that's the right word, ball handler, ball handler uh, on the team, as well as a shooter, like you know. And also, Roddy's been playing very well as a yeah. 3-4, 4-3 type player. Just being a bully, getting to the basket, drawing contact. His jumper isn't falling. When his jumper falling, is definitely icing on the cake. But if anything, he can bully you. He can get to the rim. And um, I think if those guys, if you get something out of those guys come playoff time, this could be a team, like I said, that could come out of the West.
0: Well, and then, if you got it, just—I know we've we've talked about it, but it it just looks because you're now a game ahead of Sacramento, sole possession mm-hmm. of second. You've got the second easiest schedule the rest of the way. These final eleven, if you can hold on to that two seed, it's home court through the first two rounds. Right. This team is thirty and five at FedEx form. Right. It's the best home record in the league, right. and so yeah, you, you know whether it's a Golden State or whoever comes through, even you a really Dallas, work, yeah,
1: you're ready to do whatever you need to do to get that two spot.
0: Yeah, you, gotta, you hold. me get on Sacramento again. It's such we, an advantage. Now oh, that that series is done, tied two two. Oh, tied tied two. two. Okay. And that's why I'm pretty sure you do not, at this point, you don't want to finish tied with them because they get the tiebreaker because it goes, it goes regular season head to head, and yeah, then uh, division winner, and then it goes to conference. Mm-hmm. And I think both teams going to win their division, so you'd go to conference record. And I think Sacramento would, would have yeah. you. Right now, they're twenty. A little more
1: fired in the West than we are, so yeah.
0: Yeah, they're twenty-seven and fifteen, and the Grizzlies have nineteen losses in conference. They're twenty-six and nineteen, Right. so it's it's a little tight. You don't want to be finished in a tie with them. It's from as far as I can tell. That said, though, man, if you can lock in and get that two seed, is such an advantage for a team with the best home record, literally in the NBA. Man, right. it feels like every single one of those, well, most of the guys that again that are in the rotation right now. They're, it's just true. They're playing so well in these games at FedEx form man. now 30 and five for the Grizzlies at FedEx form. It's a, they're, they're in line to break the franchise record for home wins in a season. Looks like they'll do it. Nothing to think they won't, especially with what they've got left on the schedule, the rest of the way Against second easiest schedule uh, the rest of the regular season. So uh, Grizzlies certainly in a good spot right now. And yeah. feels like they can be in even a better one with John ja Morant coming back before we get into that. Obviously you listen to the grind season podcast on, uh, the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts again That odyssey app super convenient easy to download get that hit subscribe for us hit that likes force We certainly appreciate uh, all of you all for supporting us here so far as we approach the end of the regular season now John Morant spoke to the media today for the first time since returning from the a game suspension imposed on him uh, after he flashed the gun on instagram uh, there's been a lot of apologizing. There's been a lot of uh, taking responsibility on the part of John Moran. He started the process with the Jalen Rose interv- uh, individual interview. We've talked about today was his first day in front of local media, uh, had a chance to ask him whatever they wanted. Uh, I had a list of questions already sort of going into this. Mm-hmm. But like saying touched on as we, as we got into this, it wrapped up not too long uh, before we started mm-hmm. recording. Uh, I saw saying tweeting about it. Some of the questions Today, if Ja Morant asked of him, you thought mm-hmm. crossed the line.
1: Um, I mean, cross the line is kind of relative. I, I'll just say this, Jason. I remember a few years ago, maybe how long has Job ja been in the league? Four years, right? Yes. So probably five years ago. There was a situation when Marcus All had put out a trade. It had been rumored that that Marcus had a trade request out. You remember that when the, that first came out? Marcus All soon so, after that. You know what, I'm wrong. This is this was doing the Fizzdale stuff, I, I believe. Okay. You remember, anyway, Mark had a private media session where he sat down with who he wanted to sit down with and he talked to who he wanted to talk to about what he wanted to talk about. And there were no cameras. There was no recording. Guys would kind of put out what they talked about, but it was, it wasn't like for super public consumption. Guys could get their quotes and share their quotes or whatever, but they couldn't. It wasn't like it was recorded. I'm I'm really kind of disturbed with the Memphis Grizzlies first because I know that they have the power to kind of control narratives. I've seen them do that too many times with us, with media guys, media types. And it just, it's, it was too soon to me. I was looking at John Morant be physically uncomfortable and and verbally uncomfortable. He literally said, Jeff Calkins asked the question. He said, well, how did it feel getting back out there? He said, man, be honest with you. It wasn't the best feeling when I came out. With the team yesterday, it wasn't the best feeling, and I felt uncomfortable. And he's like, "I I feel that same way right now." And at that point, the whole thing should have stopped. (laughs) I mean, it's like, why are we doing this? Is is are we doing this to, you know, are we doing this to interrogate John Morant? Are we doing this to encourage him? Are we doing this to get new information? Because once he says, "You know what? I really felt uncomfortable coming out the team yesterday." Honestly, I feel the same way now. That's when. That's when my good friend Jason Wallace, who used to be the Grizzlies PR guy, would come in and say, you know, any more questions, anything else, and we, then we shut it down. Um, I don't know if you saw the, you've seen the interview yet. A little bit of it. Um, and the reason why I say it probably should have been more of a private thing is a lot of the people in this city, and I'll be honest, I, I'm not saying this to ruffle any feathers or to pick on anybody. A lot of these people just aren't good at what they do. They just don't ask good questions and they don't have any ounce of um, compassion. The human element is pulled out of a lot of things people do. They're strictly doing the job, and they're trying to get a quote for their radio show, their podcast, their publication, whatever they're doing. And it was just a lot of insensitive questions. and it just I'll just be honest, stupid questions that were coming from people. John Moran had to remind people, I've already answered this before on the Jalen Rose interview. The Jalen Rose interview was very controlled. It was with somebody, John trusted that he probably chose handpicked to do his interview with them. And a lot of the questions that people were asking were questions that were already addressed. Ja, they asked some questions about the Indiana incident, questions about the incident with the young man that was 17 years old on the basketball court. And John ja said, again, there are certain things I can't speak about those incidents. Somebody asked John, ja, why can't you? And John ja had to say, do you know how the legal system works? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's just a very novice question to ask. And Jot ja, to me did not seem ready to be to be asked the level. If, if somebody's saying, I I was in a counseling facility for ten days on how to deal with stress, and a week later you're standing in front of a podium in front of a media scrum, that may not have been the best environment someone, for for someone who you're saying is just left out of counseling a week ago on how to deal with stress. It's and then um, somebody asked some the question about alcohol came up. Me and you both were here on this podcast last week. I stated, if John's having problems dealing with stress, alcohol seems to be one of those unhealthy or not the best ways that he's dealing with things. He reiterated, no, I did not go to a alcohol rehab facility, which I believe to be true. But I do believe that one of the things he was stressed out about, one of the things that he's using as a uh, wrong way to deal with stress is probably alcohol. But he reiterated he was going to counseling about dealing with stress. That's cool. He had to reiterate this twice to them. The question also came up about, um, um, is, is this is this a, is this something that's ongoing? Is this something that you'll continue to do going forward? Josh said, yes, it will be. This is something that is, I'm not done. I've, I got valuable tools, but I'll continue to get counseling to deal with these things. It's an ongoing process that I'm still doing at this point. I'm sure there's something he's doing remotely via Zoom or something. The question comes at the end of the press conference. Hey, so John, do you think? Are you good now? Do you think this is finished? And John's like, dude, I literally just told y'all at the beginning of the someone,
0: show. Someone who had not listened or came out. Yeah, like, like if, if y'all
1: have the decency to, because this isn't, this isn't. I'm coming back from a knee injury. You know what I mean? This isn't. Um, you know, um, I had COVID. You know what I mean? Like, this is. The man said he was out because of a mental health issue, and y'all are asking him some of the. Have enough decency. Have enough, like respect to ask questions that aren't putting them in another, that aren't adding to the issue. Somebody asked the question, uh, will your family be sitting courtside? Why wouldn't they? And it's just it's a, it's a super insensitive crowd. And if you look at the people who are answering the question and listen to the people to answer the questions, they really weren't the type of people that need to be around y'all asking them those type of questions. And I don't let y'all interpret it however you want. Um, but it's the same feeling I, I had when um, when you're watching an Undisputed and you're seeing, uh what's his name? I can't think of his name. Um, Skip, Bayless. Skip Bayless, who panders, panders black culture all the time, but then wants to pinpoint rap lyrics to try to destroy John Morant. And uh, uh, Uncle Ruck, excuse me, Uncle uh, uh, Shannon Sharp gets up there and he just doesn't say anything to defend John Morant, who's getting destroyed by Skip Bayless because of rap lyrics which are also rap lyrics that John says after every, the team says after every victory, He's, they're literally talking about, it's a parade in my city. Like if we win a championship, guess what you get in your city? A fucking parade. <laughs> you know what I mean? So these, these are the things that John Morant's being vilified on for today. And the local media comes in asking these ridiculous questions, questions that have already been answered. And like, I'm like, man, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Like, it's, this is, and I, like I said, I blame the Mr. Grizzlies. I think this should have been a much more controlled environment, a much less stressful environment for someone who said he was dealing through dealing with stress issues. I'm disappointed with them as an organization because I think that though that the, the way that that you you can't put them in a regular Scrum with people who are who are quote chasing. You know what I mean? And I just didn't like it, bro. I know you say you haven't. You said you haven't seen it, right?
0: I've seen parts of it. I haven't yeah, watched the yeah. video.
1: Yeah, it its, it's just really you can you can visibly see that job ja was uncomfortable with, with some of the lines well, I, I
0: saw the quote where he said and i heard him say he was uncomfortable you know talking about getting back yesterday at first with the yeah. team some of that stuff um but he also I
1: said i feel i feel that way literally right answering now.
0: these questions like right yeah.
1: now yeah because it, it was you could tell he's being agitated and i'm here's the thing too i'm not trying to handle a ja with pet gloves i'm not trying to say that you shouldn't that you shouldn't like you know he shouldn't answer have to answer any questions or. You know this, but this is a different type of situation, bro. This isn't like, you know, this isn't COVID. This isn't an ankle injury. He was away from the team from a mental health issue, and he just wasn't ready for that environment. And I think the Grizzlies could have and should have handled that situation a lot better. Let Ja pick who he wants to talk to in Memphis media. We did it for Marcus All on a strictly a PR move about him getting into it with the coach and the coach getting fired. So for this situation, which I think is even way more massive than the situation in Marcus saw, it should have been in a more controlled environment. It was really a bad look. Uh, it made jaw look, J- look and feel bad, and it made the Memphis media look bad to me, and it made the Memphis Grizzlies organization look, i was just be honest, incompetent that they should have had that in a much more controlled environment.
0: Uh, I, I'll say that initially when you were making this point, I was disagreeing with you in the sense that I did feel like it was a little bit. Okay. Okay. Saying, well, he's got to come out and answer some questions and what yeah. you can have to me is a, with all due respect to the job, the the Grizzlies do with their in-house media, you know, something like that, where it's all softballs, it, that, that isn't necessarily the sort of accountability that was necessary. I do think mm-hmm. they had to open it up for, local media that could be able to come in and ask a question. I think that's the way in a, in a situation like this, that you handle it. However, in, in listen to sort of what you're saying, you know, if, if you've got guys out there asking questions that are repeating something that Josh ja said, or they yeah, clearly yeah. haven't listened to it. If you've got non pros out there, you should be, you should be protecting job ja from that. So, so, so the more I listened to what you said and the more I thought about, you know, in a situation like this, you could have taken one representative from 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 each media outlet that you're comfortable with that you yeah. that you understand isn't just in this for the quote or or a rating or whatever else. And and listen, I know Doc Holliday is like that. I know he cares. Yeah. I listen, I know you I'm all back and, back and forth. But Jeff Hawkins, Jeff Calkins cares about what happens in this. my point is he covers that team close enough that if you want him to be your representative from the Daily Memphis or Drew Hill, my point is you're you've got professionals in there with Ja that understand mm-hmm. that to your point, this isn't Coming back from COVID or an injury, and this this is a delicate situation. That said, I do think there's a responsibility on the part of the Grizzlies to make him available to local media. However, mm-hmm. like like you point out, if you've got non pros in there uh, asking questions that are repeats or whatever else, it gets to a point. Now you're doing a disservice to the guy that you you put in front of him, and I think you had to, but you're mm-hmm. doing a disservice to him, making him repeated everything else.
1: Yeah, See, I'm funny, not. Man. It was
0: You know, I feel you on the comfort level of Jaw in terms of you could see he's uncomfortable. He's saying he's uncomfortable, brother. But this was always coming at some point. And maybe it was too soon when we're talking about he was just supposed to be dealing with stress issues. You put him in what could be a potentially stressful situation. Maybe it's too soon. But at some point they were going to have to put him out there to answer questions from media outside their own. Just just so it's not a. You know it's it's when you it, say
1: by your own you mean grind city media you mean they're yeah, internal
0: yeah. because because in that sense again it's it's more like the jail interview you're controlling the narrative and you don't have a I don't you know
1: that's I, what I, I'm it, saying though smiled an
0: objective ob, an objective set of questions you're mm-hmm. in that case you you might be I mean again you 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 might be you're playing you know you, I mean what what are we talking about here the same people that signed the Grand City media checks Robert Perez is signing jaws checks. so they're gonna right. you know <laughs> It, it, it might not be a deal where they're looking at, you know, that point is, I don't think, I don't think you're necessarily getting the same set of questions because again, right. they're going out of their way to make jobs ja as comfortable as possible and make that narrative as positive as possible.
1: What I'm saying you could have had, you could have had whoever, like you could have had whoever you decide to bring it. Like when Mark had his thing, Mark was in a room with, you know, a lot of guys. He was in a room with, like you said, it was more of a hand-picked group of people. They were asking him real questions, but it wasn't him standing up against a wall, surrounded by cameras and cell phones in his face. He was sitting down at a table with yeah. media members. They were taking their notes. He was asking whatever question they wanted to ask, and he answered them. And it was a more comfortable, controlled situation than just that. This wasn't a, a regular media scrum type situation. It was, it was goofy looking, man. And, and I didn't like any of it really. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff's fine. Some of Jeff's questions were weird to me. He, Jeff asked a question about, will your family be there at the game? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 <laughs> I, I ain't here to be
0: Mr. Defense of Jeff Coggins, but uh, is that not something you're watching to see? We, is that not something we're talking about? To, we, we talked about, you know, how much was his support system going to change yeah. to help him, and would that not be included in the conversation? Whether it's sitting he, can't pick a or,
1: or, he can't pick a new mom and dad, though, Smith. His mom and dad are who they are. You know what I mean? He can't, you know.
0: But, but the antics themselves, the getting yeah. into it with players or whatever else, man, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I that it's something we're gonna be watching to see. Yeah. Because, like, we, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel you on some of the questions and be rubbed the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I will say though, man, that being uncomfortable is, you know, man, all, it's, it's all gonna all have
1: it's, to be a moment where he's got to be.
0: Whole process. Saying was always yeah. gonna be job being uncomfortable, asking questions from someone, and whether those questions were fair, whether they rubbed you the wrong way or not. This was always going to be a part of the process. You know, for growth, you got to get uncomfortable right. mm-hmm. sometimes. And so, right. you know, as much as I want – I'm just like you. I want to protect John as much as possible because you want the best for him and what that means for this city. Like, you you, you know, he has put himself in this position to be mm-hmm. uncomfortable right now. And he
1: admitted that. He, he said listen, that he
0: put it. Yeah. It was easier to do. You know, it's one thing to do with your teammates. It starts uncomfortable. Man, once them games get rolling, you're cheering for him and everything. You're back in there telling them, hey, you'll come off the bench it's kind of done. It's a whole nother thing when you're answering the, you know, the questions of the world and that was uh that was the next step in this process. So right, for sure. I, but I what what I firmly agree with you on is in it, you know the 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 pro, the non-pros in there, the amateurs in there should not have been left to their, uh, you know,
1: silly, man.
0: insert anything cuz it's cuz like you made the best point. This isn't an injury or covid or something he's coming back, yeah. you know, coming back from and so it's a relatively for,
1: him, for him to initially say that I'm this an ongoing process, I still have to get help. I'm still getting treatment, whatever. And then to come back and say, "Man, sorry, you good now? Do you think?" I mean, it's stupid, man. Yeah, now
0: that, that's completely insensitive, right? I'm with you 100 on that. Yeah. was like,
1: "Whose idea was this for you to go?" Like, what well, does that matter, man? <laughs> like, it, 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 it ha- We know when, when, and why this happened. So, I don't know, man. It's like if when you're t- like I said, this ain't an injury, bro. This ain't like you know, I, I twisted my ankle. This is. It's a totally different return to the team, and I just think it should have been handled in a totally different. It's the environment of it all. Seeing him pinned up against the wall, because on scrums can be if you if you you're just a regular player in a regular interview, you're literally standing with your back up against the wall with people literally in your face, with light shining in your face. All you see is phones. And micro phones and microphones bro yeah.
0: we've been doing this for years like why don't Michael Jordan's Pippen, all these folks I have
1: this, Smith, I'm oh, saying. names like if, if you don't know, if you know the man is saying look man i'm i'm just i'm fresh out of dinner with some shit because i ain't right i ain't been right What, like is he ready was he ready for that you understand i understand exactly what you're saying i agree he's gotta deal with it eventually but it, it just looked horrible today bro me.
0: nobody said to, no I, I i'm gonna be careful nobody <laughs> said i was dealing with mental issues like we were talking about uh, with Ben Simmons, technically, we had to all be qu- we we said dealing with stress, bro. Mm, that's the
1: Like you know I mean, we're
0: like we, you know, I mean, we, ain't, we ain't, you know, we're not talking I about.
1: Get you, I get you what you're saying. Though. I don't, you know, and I realize
0: that includes some mental health aspects, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. I, I you you he the, he was always going to have to come back and answer some questions, yeah. and some of them were going to be you know, particularly you know, so I have the potential to rub yeah. him the wrong way, rub others the wrong way. I again saying. You know, here's the thing: you knock it out, you're done with that. Yeah,
1: you're done with it. Oh, yeah.
0: You, you, you know, you don't have to mm-hmm. do another round of that now. Well, you know, a question or two come in, yeah, but slowly and sh- but sure and surely they will. This too shall pass. It will, you know, so long as he doesn't, he shows the growth, doesn't have any incidents, uh, it'll it'll pass. Um, and it'll be a distant yeah. memory. And maybe in the end, something that's a that's actually something that actually you know leads to some change that's good. Uh, Dylan Brooks. To get back to it, said he expects a different job, says a more consistent job. Um, you know, those, you know, in terms of once he's back with his team, you expect anything to be different? And did, did him offering, you know, to his team to come off the bench, you know, whether that was, hey, I'm just trying to say the right things or, or he really feels that way? On Taylor Jenkins kept the possibility open during the presser, said he might come off the bench for the first couple of games. Um, just what you're expecting from John Morant. As he comes back, you see. I mean, it's hard to see. Th- think he's going to come back and just try to try to take over. Jack twenty twenty two shots his first game, mm-hmm. right? You, you figure you get a job that's easing his way back in and looking to, you know. Uh, uh,
1: I don't think the I don't think the not starting thing is real. I wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't be totally shocked to see it. I don't really think it matters too much. Um, Like matter- I said, does it not matter with the only eleven games in the regular season left? Though,
0: yeah, start getting uh, Rick in and get him to a. I just why well, I wouldn't play with it too much him yeah,
1: come up. He um I don't know man, he just he just looks so strange today. I don't really know. I can't really get a grasp of what's really up with him. You know what I mean? So I'm still Well last night him.
0: he looked normal, right? The energy you're
1: talking about
0: today with the presser. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm,
1: um yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't think that's real. I think he's probably going to start um I'm sure he's ready to go because here's here's the thing too. If if he was his first game back, first moments back with the team was yesterday. And we're already talking about he'll play Wednesday. He it must mean he's pretty fine. I mean, it doesn't mean he's okay physically or mentally to play. So I think he'll probably start. Um, I don't think they're gonna miss the opportunity to give him the, the pregame introduction in the starting lineup. I don't think they'll miss that opportunity. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe John may be thinking they're playing well so well without me. I don't want to mess that up. Let me kind of get a feel for how things are going before I just jump in. Um I don't know. I don't really know where this. I'm trying to figure out where this coming from. More so rather than not, whether it's real or not, especially them saying that that Josh said it. I didn't see. uh I didn't see the Dylan Brooks interview at all. Um yeah, he said he, like, him, he
0: said he told him. Hell no. That no. Nah, you're you got to come. You got to start for us. We need yeah, you talking yeah, on folks running yeah. stuff in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you I got to see that. You know, whether whether it was real from Ja or not. I I think again, it, it, it was just words, I think it you know you appreciate it probably is it? because yeah. let's be real too. There were the reports that he was being who shams that he was being called out. You know, so essentially in team meetings mm-hmm. on the road before all this goes down, and right. you know you're probably feeling a certain kind of way about coming back. You're probably very sincere in that you've been gone from this time, mm-hmm. and yeah, now you see a team that's won six or seven without you. I I, I think it's I it, whether yeah. he meant it or not whether it's, it's just to it's, it. it's a it's very it's
1: very it's, here's something it's else too Smith something we talked about we've been talking about this for months even before all this stuff happened with John ja and the whole incident with the gun or even a lot of the, the stuff we've seen drama wise John ja just hasn't looked like job ja. all-star game he looked like he wanted no part of any of that you know what I mean um his his countenance just hasn't looked right over the last month or so I mean you've talked a lot about that and in the interview today, he kind of talked about how the stuff that's going on, whether that's the Indiana thing, the stuff with the kid, all those. Things. He said, you know, he basically said that I've, I've, I've gone through a lot. I'm trying to process in my personal life. There's a lot going on and he hasn't looked the same. Um, I'm sure that's probably led to if he's stressed out, if he's going, if he's dealing with all these different things, it's probably is he he might not have been the best teammate over the last few months as well. You know what I mean? And I kind of alluded to that. I was talking about maybe the team might be a little easier to coach with John Miranda being out of the rotation. Um, maybe he's coming in completely humble. Maybe maybe part of his apologizing to his team is not just for the off-the-court incident, not just for being away from the court, but maybe apologizing for how he may have been over the last few months because John just had not been the same to me. And, and I'm not saying that uh, react in reactionary because this is something we've said for weeks before this stuff came out. Um, I'm looking forward to him being back. I wanted to be in the building. I won't be able to. Um, Gabe has a basketball game that same day, and I won't be able to get down there in time. So, um, yeah, um, but I'm just excited to have him back, man. Um, I'm still processing the interviews. I'm going to watch all this stuff over again. Maybe I'll change my mind, about how, how I feel about um, a lot of it today. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see him back on the court, man, whether that's starting to start come off the bench, just ready to see 12 uh, back out there. Yeah,
0: well, the basketball is the start back to normalcy. Mm-hmm. And the, more, the, the more games he's under his belt, the, the 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 farther you know this feels behind you, or you know the more more feels behind you. So it's all part of the process. Today was going to happen one way or the other. Although, although you know where you've convinced me is that you know they could have handled this better in the sense that you don't have some amateurs out there uh, in a time where Josh Johnson-
1: – All them folks that was acting the crazy stuff, but not amateurs though. It was it was some usual suspects out there. It was just people that just a little out of touch. It was people that were a lot more like Skip Bayless than they were like DeMichael Cole. i just say that. So it was just – I just didn't like a lot of the energy that was coming from behind some of the questions I feel.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. um, Now on to our final segment of grind season, which, of course, you can get twice per week on the Odyssey app. We'll have an uh, uh, edition for you out tonight, Tuesday night. We'll hopefully have another edition out for you on Thursday night. Grizzlies go Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. So that's why we're Tuesday, Thursday. Got Houston. Uh, at the house on Wednesday and on Friday. So, it should be hopefully the Grizzlies moving to 32 and 5 at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saying, like we said, we got a nice sample size to choose from. Three games since we last spoke last week when the Grizzlies were coming off a loss to Miami. Uh, You mentioned the win over San Antonio, historic comeback down 29. You come back in that one. uh, You beat up on Golden State, especially in that fourth quarter. Remember, Dylan Brooks going 4 or 4 from three in that one in the uh, back and forth between him and Clay, him and Steph. He was also part of holding Steph uh, to, what, just 16 points in that game. First mm-hmm. time in a long time, Steph had been below 20, uh, so did a great job defensively in that one. So there was a ton of highlights in that one as well. And then you had Dallas last night. You mentioned some of the big performers, Jaron Jackson, 28, and 23 minutes, Santi Aldama, 22 and 14. So for you, like we said, three games to choose from, uh, who has brought the seasoning uh, in your world?
1: I think this is a layup. Easy question. Yep. Um, I think almost three straight 30-point games or something close, something like that. Uh Jaron Jackson Jr., number 13. Literally turning from a boy into a man in front of our eyes. Uh Jaron's been a very frustrating player as a fan. The foul trouble, uh, not you know, sniffing around the rim, <laughs> doing nothing basically be standing in the corner, but shooting threes. Um, offensive fouls, driving to the basket. Seeing Jaron figure it out in front of our eyes has been extremely satisfying. I don't have any, um, I don't have any cool jokes or comparisons. I'm not comparing him to salt paprika. I mean, I don't have any of that today. But Jaron Jackson Jr. has definitely brought it over the last few games. Coming in with five fouls last night and saying, "Give me the ball. Let's get in this game now. Getting to the basket, getting the layup, going up five. Games over. Um, he was he was sensational." And I'll I'll say this. He looked kind of, he looked pretty bad during the moment where him he let Christian Wood clearly get under his skin. Picked up two fouls, got a tech. Um, he got a, a, a flagrant foul call. He just got he just really got beside himself outside of who we think Jaron to be. I'm not mad at that level of intensity that he showed. Uh-oh, you know I mean? me, me. You know I mean, I re- I must rather see him be that guy than be a pushover. And Jaron kind of got that P- that pushover. And other P-words have have, have been said about Jaron on course. We've seen guys say these things. We've heard on TV that they missed the the dump button on, uh, the guys have said to Jaron in the Minnesota series. We heard these type of things said about him. And for him to go to the level he's been going to lately, being the offensive, number one offensive weapon for this team, it's been exciting, man. And we talked about Ja coming back. I hope Ja recognizes. That he's Man, got a hell of a he's got a hell of a number two option on this team that if you get him going early it's gonna make your night a whole lot easier job ja. if you can get number 13 going who's been a mismatch against everybody in the league anthony davis he's killed him bam out of bio he did well against him Dr- uh, draymond green killed him if you get 13 going for the rest of this season john ja moran will make your it'll make your night that much easier as a matter of fact jason smith i got a seasoning for for uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. just came to me in my while I was giving my little spill just then. Do you know what oh, meat? Yeah. You know what meat tenderizer is, Jason Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. You put that tenderizer on that meat, Jason Smith, you let it sit overnight. That meat a whole lot easier to deal with than it would have been if you would have just started trying to, you know, go at that meat like normal. It, and meat tenderizer it, it don't really got I think it's got a taste to it, maybe a salt. I, I don't know if it's got a flavor to it or not, but it's good stuff, man. If you got that tough meat. John ja Morant, it's hard for you to get going sometimes. Teams are game plan to stop you, and you only. Use Jaron Jackson Jr., that big, tall, seven-foot bottle of meat tenderizer to Me make it John ja Morant.
0: I like, I like your season, and we'll just stick, because uh, it's the obvious answer, uh, Jaron. I cannot believe that Brooke Lopez has moved past him as the favorite for defensive player of the year. Uh, that continues to boggle my mind. Uh, I, I guess most of what he's done the last three games has been you know the the most impressive stuff has been offensively. I'm with you. It's 10 to 16 that game against mm-hmm. Dallas. You know, 28 and 23 minutes. The the foul trouble and the 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 tendency to still get caught up and frustrated with him, and then that leads to another one. Still frustrates you sometimes. But clearly, it, earlier this year, we were. I was pushing over a beer to him. Remember, we were talking about man. You need to grow up, become a man, like my mm-hmm. dad did with me when I got 21. And that feels like what we've seen the last four games. It's 25. It's 25 plus. 25 or more points the last four, Uh, Miami was 25 and nine rebounds. San Antonio, 28, five rebounds, four blocks, golden state, 31, seven and four blocks, Dallas, 28 points, four rebounds. Like we said, he does that in just 23 minutes. He's becoming a man on the floor. He's demanding the ball more. And you hit the nail on the head saying, I needed to continue. Once John Moran is back. I need Mm -hmm. John to realize that this beast is emerging. He's coming right. into his own right now and to keep feeding that beast. We've talked about it, like their, their, their relationship, right? That, that uh, everything that they can do fit, we feel like at this point in their careers, it should be a stronger tandem duo mm-hmm. when you're running that two man game. Um, whether it's that or just throwing it into him and let them do his thing. You've got to keep feeding Jaron mm-hmm. Jackson at this point in his career because he is coming into his own. So I, I I'm, I know Jaws watched it. I know he's not, you know, his basketball IQ is through the roof. Just keep feeding the the big guy, man, because he's coming on for you right now. I like it, man. I like your seven foot bottle of tenderizer. That's what he's that's what he, he's beating folks up, man. Yeah, he's, man. He's he's the one beating folks up now.
1: Yeah, beating other bigs
0: up. Spin yep. move into the lane. The offense looks good. Uh love, love, love what we're seeing from yep. Jaron Jackson. You saw at the end of that game, uh, when Jaron hit the bucket with oh, seven. <laughs> I was saying call 13. Call 13. So yeah, uh, stick, with that. stick with that. Hopefully they keep it going. And hopefully the last, man, too, I need Dylan Brooks to remain engaged, you know, moving down the pecking order with Ja back mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and moving down a little bit. Need him to stay as engaged these last uh, 11 regular season yeah, games. Before we leave,
1: man, shout out to Dylan Brooks. I'm on the night off against Houston, sorry ass.
0: Dang, when it got that.
1: Let me go and get this check out there right quick.
0: <laughs> I play Houston? Who's a who yeah, what, go, go, to shut down, down with them? The man coming off, shutting down Steph, Kyrie in the four.
1: You don't man. need to
0: play against Houston. Play Ain't a nobody taking that off,
1: man. Take a off.
0: You don't need my services.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, like we said, Grizzlies um, you know, be 32 and five at home by the end of the week. But we'll be back with you on Thursday here on Grind Season. That's today's episode. Uh, appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, For Anthony, same for
1: our producer, Drew Barrett. I'm Jason Smith. Uh, Remember, stay on your grind.